Do I have to reveal that a bunch of frat boys live next to me? Oh my God. This is literally a movie with Zac Efron. It is. <laughs> this is guy. ridiculous. This we is a ridiculous burn. question pattern. People are just Googling crap they see in movies. It's official. Welcome, welcome to The Remix, the video podcast that keeps you in the mix of everything real estate. I'm Noelle Fryson. And I'm Eric Anderson. And today, it's a really exciting topic. Not everybody knows what we're going to be talking about. And I only learned about these questions earlier. We're going to be talking about the top 15 questions you're afraid to ask a realtor. So these are questions that people are looking or people are thinking about when they're deciding whether or not they're going to sell their home. So if you're a real estate agent or trying to be a real estate agent, these are questions that you may get. So let's get started. And if you're someone First just question. watching, yes. these are questions that you may want to ask. These True. are questions that you, yeah, there you go. And Good this answer. is why I'm allowed to wear sunglasses on the podcast. So this is probably the most important question of all. Ready? Can I ask a realtor to reduce their commission? Omar, what's the answer? You can. <laughs> you can. I wouldn't, can I wouldn't anything, advise right? it, but you can. Yeah. Okay, Adam, how do you feel about that? Yeah. So yes, you can. It's all negotiable. But you know, if you're if you go to a realtor and they're asking six percent, and then you say, well, will you do it for four? And they immediately drop to four. What do you think they're going to do when they actually get a buyer for your house? They're going to just mm. be really bad at negotiating with them as well. So it kind of you want somebody that's going to push back on you a little bit. So that's a good point. Hey, do, do, do both of you guys have real estate licenses? Yes, we do. Oh, man. Look at that. The real estate agents are Actually, telling me don't negotiate. What is your opinion? Of on course. That? Listen, there's a saying, right? Pigs get slaughtered. And in the current market, yes, as an agent, um, you lock it up, deals move fast, nobody cares. But the reality is for guys like me and guys who are not agents and you want to get the best deal possible, you want to put the most amount of money in your pocket. So look at what the market is. If it is a market where you can demand what you wish or what you want, then yeah, you can tell the agent go lower in price. Now, if you see that there may be some issues, this is the trick, ladies and gentlemen. Do not sign the listing agreement that they present in front of you. It is negotiable. Always negotiate. They come in with six months and you're locked in. Make it three months and also put in contingencies. If you want, if you want to get aggressive, if you've got a good product that you can cancel without penalty. And what does that mean? That you will get released. What's the specific language for it? Withdrawal. W withdrawal, but a non-conditional. Unconditional. Unconditional. Unconditional withdrawal, right? Why is that? Because if your agent sucks, whether it's 4% or 6%, you don't want to miss the entire market. And guess what? They've got you by the cojones. You can't do anything. They've got your property locked up. If they're not showing it, they're not marketing it. You can't do anything because you have a contract with them and they can do as they want. Does that go for commercial too? So no, that's a different beast. But uh, you know, I would leave that. It for to me, it goes for anything because it's contract based. Right. So if someone sucks, they should be fired. Why is a real estate agent any different, right? If your lawyer sucks, you can fire him on a one day's notice. Any other employee you can fire, but you can't fire your real estate agent because they put a contract in front of you and you think it's normal and you just click accept on DocuSign nowadays and you don't know what's coming at you. Guys, you're the one with the product. What does the agent have? He's got a skill set, right? And he's getting rewarded for his skill set, whether it's four percent or six percent. He should want to hustle just to hustle. If he cares that much or she cares that much about that two percentage basis point, right? You need to ask yourself, what's what's her real motivation? Is she just in this for the money? And is she going to chase well, the that, higher that's dollar? That's a great point, I, Noel. I don't, know, I don't know if I agree. Because you're and too sweet. Of course you don't. No, I'm not well, would sweet. you ask? Like, everyone should agree. I, I might ask, but the thing is that they are doing a job. 
and they should get paid for their job. I know that when I was buying my house, I was on the phone with Adam all the time, and I would call him. I called him when he was on a trip to Mexico. But hold on, you did ask Adam to negotiate his commission. I did not ask Adam to negotiate his commission. (laughs) No, you bring up a good point. When you go to a restaurant or a bar, Mm -hmm. right, do you have the option of tipping 15, 18, or 20%? I yes. do. And what is that based off of? They're getting paid out of how great they are. No, it, they, they get paid like nothing, like two bucks an hour. But still, it's how good they are to me. Correct. How, so, how so much it, I like them. Because it's a service, right? Correct. And the service they provide should demonstrate how much they get in return? Correct. Okay. So in as a buyer, by the way, it's a different story because it has nothing to do with you. You're right. a buyer. You don't right. pay the commission. It comes from the seller. True. So your example, while I appreciate it. Okay. So I take back my example mm. a little, but I still believe my mom was an opera singer. And people would always oh. be like, oh, come sing at our event. For free. You know, for free, because you'll get good exposure. My mom was, she didn't say fuck this because my mom doesn't say Ooh, this. language. Sorry. But she was like, no, because I have a skill set. She went to school for it and she but am I saying amazing. Am, am I saying the agents should work for free? No. I'm saying if you have a house and it's going to sell itself because the market's so hot, it's going to go in 30 days. Why wouldn't you say, listen, you don't really have to do any work. You just have to show up and you're helping that agent because he gets more listings and he just has to sit there and collect his money because if it's a seller's market other buyers agents are hawking the deal things, but there are some agents sure. that won't negotiate fine oh, i know omar would not negotiate no problem and there's hold plenty on, of agents on, that on. will i would would, I, would I would absolutely negotiate no i don't from believe the listing that. side on the listing side though if I, if I was working with the seller and i knew like nima said it's a hot market the house is going to sell itself and i have to work with the negotiations I'll reduce my commission. Six percent in today's world. Do you see, ladies and gentlemen, how the tides turn? <laughs> so what's the reality? <laughs> so what's the lowest you would go? Yeah, what is the lowest? Four percent split. Four percent split. So you're going to keep two percent wow. and two percent of buyers. Now I'm not saying common. do this all the time. I'm just saying you can if you yes. feel the need to. Depends. How about you, Adam? It depends. Would so, it matter also how much the house is being listed? For yes, you? that does matter. But also, because you got to walk more if it's bigger. Well, because you get no, you're gonna get, you're gonna get a bigger anyway if it's bigger if it's no. Bigger. So, so I, I understand both sides of it. Yes, you know, there's the six percent is kind of like you know is, is great if you can get six percent as a realtor, that's great. But it, you know, there's, there's it's a different market than it was you know a year, two years, five years ago. But you, once again, back to my original point, if if you have a an agent that if you have an agent that that you say you know will you do it for half the commission or you take a take a hit of thirty five percent off of your normal commission and they give in immediately, what do you think they're going to do? They're going to push you to take offer number one. They're not going to push back on offer number one to get more money, which could have covered that 2% gap and gotten you more money at the end of the day. And that's a great point. You want somebody that's a good negotiator, and they're going to be a good negotiator with you as the seller, as well as the buyers, potential buyers. And you have to hold your value. I personally negotiate very little. I have a set standard of what I look for, for the time and energy that I'm going to put into something. I also consider myself top level, so I will negotiate less than someone that's new. So really, as you're you're looking to hire someone or as you're developing as your skill sets, you should also keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. So Matthew actually has a good comment, and I agree with this. Clients who typically ask for a discount tend to be the biggest headaches. I completely agree with you, Matthew. Matthew, I love how you're really? killing it, and you got so much money that you don't care about dealing with a headache. You're not well, wrong, Matthew, but listen, everybody, shit rolls downhill. Everybody who is starting out and wants to make it has to wade through shit. When you get to the top of the mountain, then you can look down. Agree. But until then, if you're growing, you're new, you're hustling, you're new to the game, 
guys, do what you got to do to get to the top. Once you start getting a lot of listings, once you start getting your name out yeah. there, then you have a reputation, then you can demand a difference. And you start building experience. Yeah. It, it's a, it's yeah. in any business, whether you you're a lawyer. I mean, you don't think lawyers in the beginning charge less per hour than lawyers 20 years into the career who Absolutely. don't need the business? Yeah. Do. Of course it does. So why do you guys as consumers think that an agent who just started fresh green and he's using you to learn mm -hmm. should get the same commission as everybody else? Listen, if he's new to the game, he doesn't have a lot of listings, look on Zillow, you turn around and say, you want this business? I'm doing you a favor. This is what the commission is. And then if he takes it, he takes it, he doesn't, he does it. Now, if you want a top dog who you know has a volume, who you know does well, and you say, listen, I just want the best agent right now because it's it's a buyer's market and I need someone strong defending me who's gonna have his own network of buyers, well, then you pay more, right? Absolutely. So it's you, it's, it's, you can't look at it in a vacuum. Don't just say, okay, well, I'm gonna negotiate. Understand the deal, understand what you want, what you're looking for, and then do the best like, like anything right. like <laughs> anything like like anything though you you get what you pay for right that's not true that's a, that's that, is. that is not true well, it depends true. No, so so right. in the realtor's world even as a realtor i'll say that a realtor that says at six percent you'll get more services i'll ask him what type of services will you offer me at six <laughs> percent right? really, really though <laughs> they'll, suit? <laughs> so then they'll break down their little that <laughs> i'm just leaving oh, this podcast right now <laughs> carlos says though carlos says that if yeah, they want to negotiate. They shouldn't expect the same level of service. Listen, if someone is willing to tell you, I'm going to give you less service, I'll give you guys an example. I have an employee. She's one of my best employees right now. She came and asked me for a raise, and she said, I can work harder if I got paid more, right? Ooh. I looked her in the yeah. eyes, and I said, wait, I was saying, mm, but that's exactly the same analogy, right? Pay me more, I'll work harder. I said, if that's the case, I'm actually not even going to give you the little bit of raise I did. Work to what you think you deserve, and then I'll pay you what you deserve. Yeah. Interesting right? way to turn it. So on that note, we're going to go to our next question. Best employee I had, <laughs> by the way. She works phenomenal right now. Did, we, did she get Excellent. a raise? She's going to get an amazing raise right now, because now she's you, she's working to the level she deserves. Okay, good. Right? Awesome. Thank you, Nima. All right, next question. Can I exclude something from the sale of my home? Adam. Exclude you. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I guess it depends on what kind of what kind of exclusion. Like you're talking about, like a chandelier. You or can, a, you can a fridge. Or you, something? Yeah, yeah, you can exclude any of that stuff. It has to be disclosed. You, Is you there anything that you must give with the house, though? The toilet paper. <laughs> they did leave toilet paper for us. <laughs> you're selling a pile of shit for top dollar in this market. <laughs> uh, you know, so so there's, I mean, so typically. All right, so typically the, typically the major appliances stay. That doesn't mean they have to though. I've seen a lot of houses without fridges, without washer dryers. I mean, you're not gonna take the AC unit outside that you're not gonna take that with you. You're not gonna take a generator that's, that's actually built in most of the time. Um, but yeah, if you want to take special chandeliers because they mean something to you or you want to, uh, and, and Eric knows exactly, I had a whole experience with this not too long ago. Um, if, if you want to take those, just make sure you disclose them properly. All right, so let's let's talk about that for a second. So, Noelle has this amazing chandelier that her grandmother, grandmother, grandmother gave her, right. and she wants to take it. Now, should she worry about that being used against her in a negotiation? So, guys, this is actually a legal question, right? And the term that all of you <laughs> need no, no, the term really, all of you need to Google right now. It's called fixture, F-I-X-T-U-R-E, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. 
because it's not a matter of what you want to take and what you don't. The fixtures stay with the home unless they're an exception to the contract. You will look in the real estate standard form contract, which is prepared by um, the New Jersey Real Estate Board, and there is a specific paragraph that says specifically what is excluded in the mm -hmm. sale. Yeah. That is when it's your obligation to list any fixture that right. you so are excluding. So we put the, the fixture there. Noel puts in that. Chandelier? My grandmother's yeah, life yeah. fixture, boom. Yeah, most people take their chandeliers. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so what's the downside of putting that in there? The downside is you're going to leave them with no chandelier, and they're going to say, well, now we have to spend $3,000, whatever it is, on a new chandelier. Cool. So maybe if you want to, maybe replace what it so it doesn't become an issue. Why would you leave a single? Like, most people are taking a chandelier. It's like a $40,000, $60,000 yeah, exactly. chandelier. Not necessarily. There's people it could just be sentimental. Yeah. And just replace it. Replace it with something that's inexpensive so, but looks nice. So have you ever, Adam Omar, ever had a situation where Never someone, have I ever. someone used that against the seller? Like, they really like that chandelier, and they're like, you know, I see that you exclude it, but I'm not going to buy your house for $3 million unless you throw that specific chandelier in. I feel like you're making a uh, specific example out of my scenario that happened last year. So what or, happened? So exactly that. They were buying a $3 million house, uh, and the sellers wanted to take three <laughs> or four of the chandeliers. And they were expensive. They were twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000. It was probably seventy or eighty grand in chandeliers. Wow. Um, but it was in the house, and it wasn't disclosed originally on the initial contract, but we weren't under contract yet. So it was kind of in that, that weird, you know, attorney review uh, phase. But anyway, we were able to negotiate that they left some and they replaced the one or two of them that had sentimental value. Okay. So they replaced them with less expensive chandeliers, but they weren't. So what does that lead you to? It's better to what? Disclose. No, it's better to get rid of a sentimental chandelier before you even or list an it. item that you want to keep uh, before you put the house on the No, what are you talking about? Then you're gonna have to literally go in and take a massive chandelier. It's thousands of dollars to do that. And we're gonna put it. I, I put will it, yeah. say you're with, opening with, it? with David's house, he has a really nice fridge, and I'd like to flip it out for a cheap fridge. A cheap. Fridge. Well, you got to do that before I you really sell it. I really want that fridge. Yeah, you got to do, do it that. before you sell it. Because if, if they come so for the walkthrough and they're like, "Oh wait, where's this fridge?" Is a fixture. Like that. Yeah, exactly. But if you, if you replace it with like really an old nice fridge, fridge and it's brand new. Noel, the fridge thief. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna put like a little mini fridge there from college. What are you talking about? This is it. Little Target fridge. The contract says fridge. This is a fridge. That's from your kid's dorm room. I'm surprised because you're the king of negotiations. That you wouldn't. You wouldn't agree with me that it's better to take something out of a house. When people come in and they want to see the house, they want to see it as prime time gorgeous. Your fixtures, your furniture, the way you make that house can make someone say, this is beautiful. This is where I want to live. Doesn't mean they have to have it. They can also say, I'm not buying the house without your antique okay, chandelier. You're, you're going to take a look and say, all right, well, they're offering me X amount of dollars. Is it worth giving them a $50,000 chandelier? Then it's yeah. a business decision. We'll just take it out of the equation and replace it. Then your house isn't as pretty. Or you disclose, okay, well, I'm taking the chandelier, but I'm going to replace it with something similar, similar look. Mm -hmm. That still doesn't guarantee you the same. 90% of contracts I better. do, chandeliers go. So yeah. if they're walking in there saying, I want your chandeliers, fine, you like it, no problem. You have to pay me for it. They left our chandeliers. Probably like some just a normal. Like, hey, listen, any like major that. purchase, and it's in my experience, most houses over $1 million that possess these types of fixtures, they will say I'm removing them because they're substantial yes. in cost. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So if this is a point where they're saying, I want to buy it with, pay for it. And if they don't want to pay for it, move on to the next buyer. All right. It's that simple. Yeah. If Excellent. It's worth it. Thank you. Next question Do I have to replace my worn out carpeting before I list my home for sale? Omar. You don't have to, but you should. Why? Because the house will show better, yeah. and it's a low expense item to replace. So, Noel, when you were buying your house, did you look at the carpeting? We looked at the floors, and they were beautiful, and that was one of the main reasons. Like we were like, oh, well, the floors downstairs they were new. They weren't. They're not wood, but they're new, and they were a color that I liked. But the floors upstairs were like perfect. Okay, Adam. 
But yeah, just, just like Omar said, do you have to? No, you don't have to do anything. Um, but should you? Yes, you should do something and to make it look better. Carpet people are so skeevy about carpet. Yeah, because that's the yeah. first thing they're going to look at. And some people might not realize that it's relatively not like for a small, you know, 10 by 10, 10 by 15 room. It's not that expensive to replace the carpet. And you don't even have to go crazy high end. It just has to look nice. I will, I will say they didn't replace that red carpet on the stairs and we didn't care. Well, that's a runner. Yeah. yeah. No, it, I mean, it's it's like stapled down. It's yeah, like a real it's thing. A, it's like carpet runner. Those are actually yeah. very expensive. Yeah. All right. Oh, well. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, actually, you should have made them replace it. it doesn't That's why it's expensive. Doesn't a worn out carpet show that maybe you didn't maintain your house as yeah. well? So maybe it's a good idea to change it. Or just get rid of the carpet if you have wood underneath or something like people that. People rather have the wood. Yeah, nobody wants carpet. Most people don't want carpet nowadays. Yeah. I literally yeah. spent a ton of money in my own house. I And I, there was carpet. I took it off and put in hardwood. And then my wife can put carpet over it. Oh, wow. I well, you got to piss off, but. So you can see. Yeah. You need carpet for kids ah! first. Yeah. All right, next question. All right, next question. Can I sell my home as is? Isn't every home as is? That's a great question. All right, Omar. Um, well, no, Noel, every home is sold as is, but you can still ask for uh, negotiations. You can still negotiate. What does that mean? It means that if. Everyone thinks that if they sell it as is, the seller doesn't have to do anything to the house, which is not true. If the seller doesn't do what the buyer asks, the buyer can still back out, even though it's sold as is. Unless you waive any of your inspection criteria or Fully. the claim or yeah, something it's, or limit it. It's a lot more complicated than that. If it's yeah. as is, it's as is, right? Yeah. And if your contract is yeah. as is, that means you have no obligation to. If you have an inspection contingency that you may still be able to terminate, but the buyer has no obligate, the seller has no obligation to make the repair, but you can terminate. Right. But that's only if you have an inspection contingency. Typically, the two don't go hand in hand. Typically, if they're saying as is, they're also telling you waive all inspection contingencies, buy it as it is. No, but a lot of sellers think that because I said it's sold as is, they can't ask me to repair anything. And if they do, they can't cancel the contract. So, oh. so, so, so I, when, I, when I'm representing a buyer, a lot of times they say, oh no, it says as is on, the, on, on Zillow or wherever I saw it. And I say, that really, that just means, that doesn't really mean much in my opinion, because you're still, unless you waive your inspection contingency or you, you limit that significantly, mm -hmm. you're still gonna have the right to cancel. So what's gonna happen is we're gonna go under contract, you're gonna do your inspection. You're gonna find a bunch of issues. Uh, then you're gonna request those. If they say no, unless we waived it, you still have the right to back out of it. So here, here's my question. Yeah. As a person, if I see as is, to me, that seller is saying, it's as is. My contract will be as is, and you'll have no contingencies. You're also a sophisticated investor, investor yes. and right. you buy stuff regularly, whereas like a novice may not. I'm not yeah. But what if they say something specifically like dining room floors as is, or something like that? It depends what's in the final contract, though. Whatever they put on Zillow, you could put, what, in my opinion, I mean, you're, you're the legal expert, but in my opinion, you, you, they put a lot of things on Zillow, but what goes into the final contract? Isn't that what's really binding? Yeah, so guys, what goes on Zillow is the advertisement. That's what they're offering, right? Mm -hmm. Real estate is a, it's, it is not a go to your grocery store, it's on the shelf, pay $10, right? It is, there's an offer, there's a negotiation, and then there's an acceptance of a final agreement, which is the terms. They don't have to match their offer. That's just what they're saying they want you to do, and that's what they're willing to present. They may not negotiate, but in real estate, you have the right and opportunity to negotiate or you don't have to enter into a contract. That's called attorney review when it comes to residential. Sure. So you have an opportunity specifically to negotiate terms for how you want the deal to break down. And at the end of it, the solution is you just don't get it or you get it on your yeah. terms. Awesome, Nima, we have a couple of audience questions. Yeah, so one specifically I feel is for you. It's, <laughs> it's talking about so, my looks, huh? <laughs> so this, this <laughs> 
this gentleman wants to know if you're getting a divorce and your wife's name is not on the deed. I'm saying he's not, he says it's not on the ownership, but it's not on the deed. Does your st wife still have to approve the 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 sale? Very interesting question. Is the house as is far more <laughs> far, far more complicated than just that. Does it come with the fridge? Only, only, only the deed holder, right? Whose name is on title is the person who can or cannot sell the property. That does not mean that the other spouse does not have what's called an equitable claim on the property and who can move for something called a constructive trust. So if you believe you have a claim in a property, New Jersey is a very, very specific uh, first to record state. Title passes to the name that's first to record in your county registrar. If you're not on that record, you do not have title to that property, but you may have an interest in that property, and then you need to go consult an attorney, and if the facts permit, you can file what's called a Liz Pendens, L-I-S-P-E-N-D-E-N-S, -E -E for your Googling pleasure. That is putting everybody <laughs> on notice that there is an outside person, which may be a spouse, that has an interest or claim to this property, and it will reference a lawsuit that was filed that is, that is that is enforcing that claim. Then the problem is that whoever the buyer is won't buy the property because there is what's called a cloud on title. Got that it. means your title is not clear. A buyer may still buy the property. The property may still transfer, but it will be subject to your encumbrance, your awesome. lien through a Liz Pendens. Here's my, awesome. here's my thing about that though. So the person who has the title can sell it, right? Yes. But that doesn't mean that the wife won't get some of the proceeds. That is, they, they, they have an equitable claim, they have right. a monetary claim, they can go to court and they can fight that out. And I think that's what, that's what he was trying to get at. Well, like, let's ask, did I answer your question, Peter? Yes, that was a great answer. And I'm not, I know I'm not- Was I right about the name? That was a great name, but, but no. But that's a great question. Close. And that <laughs> actually, <laughs> while that didn't make the top 15 scary questions <laughs> that you're, you're afraid of asking, that is a really good scary question. I, I think your questions right. are wrong then. Next one, ready? Here's the next one. I'm a smoker mm. and I'm selling my home. Disgusting. Do I have to worry about the smoke smell? Yes, yeah. 100%, definitely, definitely do, you, do something. Do you have cats too? Yeah. Well, let's stick with the smoke. Let's stick with the smoke. Do you have carpet that, that's gonna hold in the smell? But yeah, yeah get rid of the smell. Stinky. That's, the, it's that's stinky. the first thing people are gonna smell yeah. when they come in there. Yeah. Stinky. Yeah, yeah, and, <laughs> and I used to smoke and- Stinky. Yeah, yeah. still. Listen, will your, it depends on how long you've been smoking in that house and whether you have the courtesy to go outside when you did it. You think that your clothes are gonna smell but your walls don't? You think your yeah. carpets won't? You think and your furniture isn't? Stainage. So get an objective person to come into your house, someone who maybe doesn't smoke, and let them give the smell test and, and maybe ask two or three people. If you think that it doesn't smell, it's always good to get those objective Or people. go to Costco, buy some Febreze. smoking in your house right <coughs> away. Listen, God bless you. So let me ask you a question. Whoever asked that, if you smoke in your car, is it worth less? Yes. Mm. Unless another smoker's buying it. I used to smoke it. in my car and I you just traded it, it in. So. Yeah, I just aired, aired so, it Well, they invented Febreze. Does Febreze yeah, But that's work? different. You're driving down the highway at 60 miles yeah, an hour. Like if you take your house on the, at 60 miles no, an hour, it's you can car, the smoker's car is a smoker's car. Yes. It's, it's always going to smell. But you can hire companies that'll come in there and remediate the smell for you if you don't want to go Does the Febreze route. The worst is bathrooms. When you go in your bathroom and smoke, listen, people, just because you go to your bathroom and open your window doesn't mean that that's not going to be the stinkiest bathroom. In and why do you know that? Because I have been and in a house and it didn't really smell like smoke. And then I got close to the bathroom and I'm like, yeah. this smells like dog shit. That's a lot of, smoke. Lot of tenants do well, that. Was wow. it dog shit or smoke? What's the difference? All right. So how do you, Omar, I'm sure you've done some flips with smoking houses. How do you, what do it's you hard. do? It's hard to get, you have to get rid of uh, the carpet. carpeting for sure. Repaint, get rid of anything that holds that 
odorant. Musk the tobacco. Yeah. And there's this new device called the ozone generator. I heard it works, but I've oh, used ozone it. Ozone is great. So ozone yeah. is designed, guys. Uh, you go to Home Depot and rent it. Most people don't know it, especially if you have yeah. mold. What ozone does is it kills basically all the particles in the air. It creates a negative ozone. So everything gets destroyed. And that's the microscopic particles that actually carry the bacteria, which is the scent. Um, so you can ozone your house. You shouldn't be in it when you do it, but you can ozone your basement. You can ozone your house. Wow. Can you but ozone your car? You can ozone whatever you yeah. want. They have car ozone. But guys, know this. Can you, you ozone can, someone that smells? <laughs> you can. You can put them in yeah. the room. Guys, know this. If you decide to do stuff like this, right? If you decide to put little patches and they come and see the house and that smell or that defect comes back, you can ultimately be held accountable mm. for covering up a latent defect. Like really? You're, you're, ne- you're, you're band-aiding something. So if, if you have a smell in your house or some kind of odor that's not disclosed because you went out of your way. Like, but isn't that sort of on them? Because what smells to me might not smell to you. If I'm sure, living there's in a the reason, smoke, there's then a re- I don't smell it. There's a reasonable standard. But right. if a reasonable person, right, and I don't know that any case law, this is what I would look at it, right? That if, if the same way if you had a leak and you covered it with white paint so people didn't realize it, if you had a stinky house with stinky carpets but you ozoned mm-hmm. it for a day or two, specifically just so they wouldn't be able to identify that smell, it went away and it came back, that's covering something up, right? Yeah. So do it if it works, but don't try to do it to cover it up because it could come back to bite you in the butt. Awesome, thank you. All right, next one. This is exciting. Well, you didn't ask what they're smoking. And I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> so this is, a, this is actually t- uh, good timing because of what's coming up at the time of year we're in. So. Is it okay to decorate my home for the Christmas holiday when selling in November and December? Yes, that's one of the most Googled questions why that people not? are afraid yeah, to why ask. Not? I don't yeah, see man, any people are why stupid. Not, why not? Yeah, I don't see why not. I don't think it makes any what, difference. Like, what? Yeah, but you're living, uh, you, you, you think it does make sense or no, does No, I think it doesn't make any difference. Yeah, I don't think it makes any difference. How does anybody know a real answer to that? Honestly, has anyone done a statistical well, analysis of homes sold you, with decorations? You know, it's might, a question people might, are afraid to ask. They I actually might discriminate against you because you're a Christian, or if you put, you know, so um, you're taking it, stuff up, yeah. they might discriminate against. It, that's that's that, all opinion know. based, guys. Yeah. If yeah. you think whoever asked yeah. that question, if you think that there is some kind of a statistic on that, maybe there is. Yeah. I would I be shocked. Know. You're basically asking someone <laughs> else's opinion. Right? That's not a real question. I would it's a real question. Not on backed Google. by science, guys. Yes. I would, back I would, I would be asking. classic with it. I wouldn't go. I wouldn't like, go, there you go. I have, there you go. I personally have a Santa Claus, big blow up Santa Claus, riding a unicorn over a rainbow to a pot of gold. On your that roof? That says Merry Christmas. Oh, I would take that off. Right. I wouldn't use <laughs> that one. Like <laughs> I have kids. I like to make it fun. But, you know, p- hanging a nice wreath or something. Nice you candles. don't want to celebrate St. So Patrick's the trick Day. Is, so you put them both in the trick is staging. Patrick. The trick is staging. The trick is be tasteful. Mm-hmm. And as Adam always says, space, 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 right? So yeah. if you normally had 12 Christmas trees, maybe only have one. two. Exactly, exactly. Same thing with photos and things like that. Like, don't, I'm not saying completely like depersonalize your house mm-hmm. because people are going to come in there and they're interested who is there and they're going to want to see their family there. So mm-hmm. maybe, you know, maybe they'll be like, oh, this is a great place for a Christmas tree. This is a great place for menorah or something like that. So I wouldn't go crazy with getting rid of all of that. Still live your life. Make it look like you're living there. First off, why are you so dumb that you're trying to sell your house during Christmas? No one's going to buy it. Worst time to sell your house. So if you're asking that question, you're already lost. Right? Wait three months and get it on the market in February and March. So if that's your question that you're Googling, you're already screwed. What's the difference? Sometimes you have to sell. People have times. questions. They have these questions. It out. And you're not going to be, if you're that desperate, you're not out there spending six hours of your day doing blow up Santa and on your roof. Like it just doesn't make sense. All right. Well, here's another question that you're going to love, Nima. Will it make sense? Okay. 
How important is curb appeal? Do I really have to clean up my home's exterior? Yeah, nobody wants to pull up to an ugly, busted down house. Listen, you go into a car showroom and someone kicked the door in, broke the window, and hit the taillight, you're not like, yo, it's got a really good engine. No, you're like, this car's dog shit. Right? And they you're took gonna, crap care of it. You're going to think the same thing they about a house. Care of it, yeah. you're, you're, it's just ugly. Nobody wants to buy an ugly house unless it's cheap. Ugly house means cheap, cheap house, prices. Right? That's right. Pretty house mm -hmm. means nice house. Guys, it's, that's like a basic question. When someone walks in, but you want it to look But it's the Googled question. So people want to know. I'm just, we're not <laughs> testing Nima or Nima's IQ here. Is that real? So Omar, what do you think about, what do you think about curb appeal? What do you think about curb appeal, Omar? Curb appeal, I think Nima, Nima covered it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to go to the next question. This is even better. Is my dog going to make it difficult to sell my house? Now, Nima, don't answer that question. Omar. Yeah, if the, if the oh house... Oh, my God. If the, if the house stinks like, like the dog, then you'll have an issue. Yeah, if you have, like, your wee -wee stupid pads. dog bites people when they walk in and barks at them, <laughs> no blank, it's going to be hard to sell your house. Keep your dog out of the house when people see it, yeah. right? Then it question doesn't matter because nobody knows you have a dog, right? Why would you leave you your dog in the house when someone is saying it? The dog bed, the dog bed, move the dog bed. The dog bed gives it away. And the, and the pads the, that they pee but on. Even the dog bed, even the dog bed, that's He's okay. Little, little, someone will walk right by it. If look, obviously some people may have allergies, it may be a concern, right? They move into a house, the dander is gonna be there. So common sense would dictate that you wanna appeal to the most amount of people, right? But if you don't wanna use common sense and that's not the issue and you wanna leave your dog in the house, to bark at people when they're yeah. seeing it. Well, that let's see. Sense. I wonder. And people are not going to want to come in and see it. Dude, I love. I love looking at homes with wild pit bulls. It's like my favorite thing to do. I'm like, this is such an amazing house. Why didn't I buy it sooner? All right, Adam. Any more comments on the dog? <laughs> yeah. Back to the curb appeal. Clean up their poop. Yeah. There <laughs> you, you go. Dog poop. Yeah. We have. And a, also yeah. yellow when they go. Yeah. I have a dog. My dog pees on my yard, and I get bright yellow areas. So every year I have to fix it and do things to that. So if you're selling your house, if you have a lot of you're little like yellow the stains, the grass can't you pooer. spray paint them with? Um, you can. Yeah. But then it's going to be a little bit different green than uh, the rest. Yeah, or what about stained wood too? Right. Like guys, if you have mm. a pet and it's not properly potty trained as a buyer, I'm going to be concerned. That or a you child. Peed all over the floor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, now, in there. this one, this one, this one I know is, is it's going to get Nemo gonna all get, amped up. Nemo all amped I up. swear to God, Eric, you looked up top 15 dumbest questions. <laughs> no. I think we're all right, right, here we go. Ready? What should I do with my gun when selling a home? Leave Point it at the buyer. Leave it right there in That's the middle of the coffee table. If you guys, based off the common sense <laughs> of these questions, with we need to be clear. <laughs> You want to see what happens to the last owner? First off, guys, <laughs> if you're dumb enough where your gun is not locked in a safe, right. we have a big problem. Yeah. Right? You're is, not, that, is that illegal not to have your no, gun? No, no, your gun, as long as it's in your house, is fine. Yeah. Oh. But if you're not exhibiting gun safety and you're leaving a gun out for random people to walk through your house, like that's a bigger issue, right? Unless you've deep pinned it and hid the ammo. You're just asking for trouble e at that e point. Even then, you're just an irresponsible gun owner. So, secondly, lock your gun up because that's a responsible thing to right. do. And it, again, guys, it just comes down to neutrality. You want your home to appeal to the most amount of people. So don't do weird things like leave your gun out when they come to see your house because they may you not think it. you're normal. And don't get political with any of the stuff in your Thank house, you. outside Please your house. Do have not. your, you know, if you're selling your house, just take down your signs. I don't care what side of the aisle right. you're on. Just, just be yeah. neutral. Just be as neutral as neutral. possible. And if you have neutral. a large gun collection, you probably shouldn't put a lockbox on your house. You should probably be home when it's being shown. Or you, no, should, you should put be, a lockbox on your gun collection. Yeah, it should be separately locked anyway. Yeah, the gun should always be behind locks. True, but it's just, also depends on where you live, guys, because like if this is Texas, they may be like, oh, it's a cool house. Uh, no, you're right. No, it only comes right. with nine guns. Right. So we're not speaking universally. It's going to be different than, yeah. than somewhere know down your south audience, or out west. Know your you're, audience. You're correct. Some people right. like it. All right, so 
This next one is also very exciting. Is it okay to keep my collection of artistic nude paintings hanging throughout my house? Are they <laughs> selfies? <laughs> that can't, that, Omar, that why can't, did you take that? That can't be the most Googled question. I think I'm with Nima. This is the stupidest question. Can you keep the nude portraits? Or the demographic artistic, artistic, artistic. Well, what's artistic to me may not be artistic. Yeah, I would, um, I would remove them because I want to have a neutral house and appeal to more buyers. Listen, because I'm going to put on the wall. Then you have empty walls. You can. You can go to Target. You could actually put clothing on them. I don't think people find art offensive. I think people respect art as being just your decision or your choice. What I don't if think they're not paying for So back to what you're saying, I have yeah. a funny story. Photo has to go. So I sold a house once, I was representing the buyer, and we went into the master bedroom, and there was a provocative photo of the woman, the seller of the house, like doing- an, They're in, in called a, boudoir photos. Uh, thank you, I, I, yeah. We'll call it that. Sure. Boudoir. Um, it I was borderline. Clothes and boudoirs. And my, my buyers and I walk in. We're just, I am what? <laughs> what? <laughs> like who leaves that up? So it was of her. It was of her. Was she naked? Uh, or, mostly. More or less. Yeah, right? mostly. Yes. But like covered. Like where where yes. your arm like this, right? Am I the only one here with an Instagram account? Good. Everyone's naked all the time anyway. I mean, pretty much look at the Kardashians. I, I think if Please I walked in, that was a joke. I would. That okay, would but if not your wife, if your wife walked, house. but if your wife walked into that house and saw that, what would she say? Would she be a little bit like, huh? Like a little but bit weirded out? Her from buying it depends, a house it depends Actually, how nice the kitchen let, is. Let me tell you guys a story where I don't think art's a problem. And again, I, I think they'd be like, oh, that's weird. And they would right. judge you as a seller, but they wouldn't right. care about your house. Right. I, someone bought a house that had a phenomenal painting in it, right? It was really cool, the woman. Um, really cool. It wasn't nude. They tried to negotiate keeping the painting? No, it was the lady. I like that painting so much, I contacted the artist and had a, a mm. commission a painting of my wife. Wow. Right? It's her face. Super cool. So art's not necessarily a bad thing. If it's personal, that's okay too. And even if it's nude, it's still art, right? Like it's there's a difference. I mean, if it's not tasteful, that's a decision that you have to make. I don't think that affects the value of your home because it doesn't substantively change your home. And it, it could offend people, it could not, but just be, you know, listen, be reasonable with should it. Should you remove the swing over the bed? No, that's a, that's a, you should include that as a fixture <laughs> and you should make sure that when you do your contract, you, you do not write down an exclusion <laughs> and then they'll fight over it afterwards that the swing was a fixture on the home. And so, so I sold a house once and I remember he had his DVD porn collection sitting out on the TV in the living room, like, and had full pictures on there. I was like, you gotta be kidding. He left it right front and center. I think he's I one think of the people that Google these terms. <laughs> yeah. It's better to make everything as benign as possible. Just, just put it in the you cabinet. Wanna, you okay. want to market to the I most amount of people as possible. Right. Correct. It's not going to, it's not going to your brain. That art is going to stop someone. If Correct. They like the home, the art in the home is not going to Correct. Cause you're going to take it off. Right? Exactly. Like you probably want to be like, what a weirdo. Yeah. Right. Or you're like, it would be a story. What's up? How are you? All right. Does the painting come with the house? Is that a fixture? All right. Next question. This is back to normal. Can I call my home a three bedroom when the non permitted third bedroom we added is in the garage? No. Your home is predicated off of what is a legal bedroom. Mm -hmm. A legal bedroom is defined by ordinance in your town and it must be supported by your septic system, mm -hmm. right? In uh, that instance, and only in that instance, may you identify how many bedrooms you have. They are legal bedrooms. Because if you have, if you have three bedrooms and an illegal bedroom, then you don't have four bedrooms. Again, common sense, you have three legal bedrooms, right? You can call three rooms and a study or whatever else they you want. They say bonus room a lot. Then There'll office. be like a well, bonus room. Well, so I think I, that just bullshit misspelled. <laughs> so I was just selling a house recently. I'm not sure which it's spelling it's supposed to be. 
I was just resell. I was just selling a, a buy level recently, and on the main level, on the lower level, they had a fourth bedroom. But what they did was they took down the wall to make it all open because it goes out. Mm -hmm. But they were still calling it a four bedroom, even though there wasn't still the wall there. I mean. It, yeah. I, like, I, 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 I went to buy a multifamily. They pitched two of the units as a three bedroom. I walked in there. This is their idea of three bedroom. They built like two walls in the living room with no door or window. And we're like, oh, there's two bedrooms there. And then there's one normal bedroom there. And I'm like, this is a three bedroom. Yeah. So I think most people yeah. will feel tricked when something like yeah. that happens. That's how they felt. And they're going to just have a bad. That's why my clients didn't buy it because they wanted an actual four bedroom. Really, it's only a three bedroom. You a liar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Next one. Next back question. This is, a, I guess, a legal question. I'm out. <laughs> Do I have to reveal that someone died in my home? No. Did you kill him? Yeah. Oh, my God. Last time we had this conversation, Eric started talking about who he dug up <laughs> in 1984. <laughs> pass. I go I pass. Pass. <laughs> I mean, I think, I mean, they talk about this in the textbook. You don't, do you? Legally, you don't. No, I think if someone's killed, don't you have to? I don't, I don't know legally. This, I, I don't know. I think that's a gray area. It, why? Why, why are they looking at me? Because <laughs> we don't know. Yeah, guys. In my <laughs> years of experience, I decided that it would be prudent for me to Google that ridiculous <laughs> ass fact pattern. Oh, so does, you, that, does that mean Michael that you have no, no you idea? Michael says no, you don't. And I know that they're learning about this okay. in class. You don't legally have. So I guess if somebody we'll dies, I'm going to advise you not to give law advice. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think Neiman knows. So let's say somebody dies of natural causes, an older person. That's one thing. But what if somebody's like blatantly like killed? in that house. Let me ask I you a question. Know. How many of you have bought a property from an estate? I have, yeah. Okay. Have any of you asked where did the person no. die? No. No. But we bought really? it. But you're, you're no, assuming they died. weren't. We know the story. <laughs> <laughs> no. He actually told the estate where they died. Here, But here's, here's the thing. Someone at some point in that house's history died in may it? have died. Yes. I mean, think about it. If you're getting an old 100-year home, Maybe someone died in the home. Maybe it was a serial killer, so maybe you have bodies buried underneath. Maybe. That, that means don't move, guys. Be comfortable where you are. The dog can find it. So what, use your conscience? So even though you don't have to disclose, use your conscience? No, why would you disclose it? If, if I mean, I, I, if as long as it's guys, legal, Peter told I us no. I trust him. <laughs> it was Mike, I think. It was Mike. But, okay. but Shh, I would say identity. do whatever's legal, but still. <laughs> Good question. We're going to get back to you on that. All right, please don't use thought. this as your advice. Do whatever's legal, but <laughs> we need a disclaimer at the bottom. Yeah. That's not sound know, advice. Let us know your thoughts in the comments below. Right. Yes, subscribe so you can tell us everything. Answer all of these questions for us. Tell us what you do. Subscribe. Mash that subscribe button. And guys, if you don't mind, get on this podcast. Ask all these stupid questions to us. Don't Google it because you're screwing up the analytics for the entire U.S. Also, why don't you give us some other questions in the comments that you want us to answer next time we do these crazy questions? Absolutely. All right. Now, back to questions. Do Wait, I what? have to reveal? Not done? No, we're no, not done. That was misleading. All right. <laughs> Do I have to reveal that a bunch of frat boys live next to me? Oh my God. This is literally a movie with Zach Efron. It is. <laughs> this is died. ridiculous. This we is a ridiculous burn. question pattern. People are just Googling crap they see in movies. It's official, right? So it's not even a good movie either. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like Zach Efron. So let's not say frat. What if it's like a wild party house? Frat, we what say fraternity for us. Yeah, fraternity. Yeah. What if it's a drug house next door? Like, what if you have an unruly? Yeah neighbor 
like I know that I have some challenges with neighbors. So if you have an unruly neighbor somewhere, you also got to you got to disclose if like seven houses down, your neighbor leaves the window or the lights on or plays music. So or walking around the house naked. What? Listen, where do you draw the line? Caveat emptor. They come, they inspect. If it is something that they should know or see visibly, that is up to them or their decision. You can and must disclose what you are aware of in your own private residence. Right? Nothing else that is relevant. If so you didn't say there's a train behind you, well, the train track should have told you there's a train behind me, right? right? People have a duty to come and inspect in real estate. It's called caveat emptor. It is Latin. Try to Google it. I would be interested in seeing how you spell it all. But with that being said, no, you do not have to talk about your neighbors. That is a personal thing and it's completely irrelevant. And if and it's an it's issue, it is it's extremely subjective. Your neighbors like, might not just like you. Right. Good or point. what if my neighbor just had, you know, a big party, a graduation party for their kids. And now I'm like, oh, they're wild. But well, that's the only party I, that they have. I think the question was fraternity, right? It, but it's the same concept. Fraternity well, is well, no, wild. No, it's different, neighbor, right? Because a fraternity is a social club, right? I said frat boys. I didn't say but fraternity. They, I was going to say it's a fraternity. fraternity. Like, meaning loud. That's right? actually Google. Like for the people who use the word frat boys. That's what was the That's sexist world we live in. There's sororities out there too. So the yes or no? But you would see the big letters no. on the side of the house. No, of course not. <laughs> All right, next. What if they move? They right. 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 Next. Is it okay to keep my pet snake on display in my home while yeah. showing it? Yeah, who cares? Let them run free. Let them climb over everybody or slither. Especially if it's a boa. <laughs> it's in a cage. Wrap around people. Guys, it's in a cage. Who cares? It's yeah. in a cage. I wouldn't put it front you, and center in the middle of the room. What are you going to pick up the cage with the snake and walk yeah. outside and, put, and like hide people, it? People are scared. People, people are may scared. feel like they may not be afraid to go in that room. Or put a sheet over it. Yeah, put a sheet over it. Nobody is scared of a snake in a cage. Uh, my nanny for five years, whenever you mentioned the word snake, or if I had a, like a rubber snake and I left it on the counter, she would freak out and run out of the Did room. you do that Guys, a lot? And there's all, honestly, it once <laughs> Eric, to your point, there's people afraid of spiders too. So are you going to literally kill every spider and then build a massive wall so no spiders enter your house for showing? It's but, different. You don't control spiders. Well, but there's you also, there's, your snake. there's always a situation where you will have someone who is a, has a sensitivity. Use the basic test of rationality. Can you easily remove and bring your snake back in the house? Common sense answer, no. You don't really have a choice there. Can you take your dog out of the house? Yes. Can you take your cat out of the house? Yes. But you can't no, just go no, walk you around your, your town cat? holding your snake, being like, I got a showing right now. You could put <laughs> it in a right bag. Now, they have people. snake bags. They have what? They have snake bags. Didn't you ever no, see those movies? You are watching too much Indiana Jones. <laughs> <laughs> that is not a real thing, sir. All right, now. But all I would do is if you, yeah. if you have a snake and, you have, and you're worried about it, just take a sheet or yeah. something, put it over it for the 20 minute showing yeah. and then take it off. Yeah. They won't even know it was there. And if they're like, what's underneath here? Oh, that's my pet snake. Oh, whoa. <laughs> no, no. Don't get personal. Like Don't get personal. All right, this is inappropriate for the podcast. <laughs> okay, last, <laughs> last question before, do we have any more audience? Any crazy oh, we audience have, questions? Our, well, let me see. But we're going to check if we have any more crazy audience questions. Right. I think these are great okay. questions. These are real questions that are asked by the U.S. This makes me Google feel so population. good because I feel so much smarter. This is what our general population is like. My hamster has a chance. Right. So last question. Do I have to take photos of my home's interior? I'm very private. You should have pictures of the interior because if I go online and I just see a picture of the front, mm -hmm. you're going to get so much less exposure on Zillow and Realtor.com and all those online websites. You do need something. And, and there's companies, let's say your house is 
totally filled with crap and it's a mess. There are companies that you can you can pay and they will Photoshop it and make it look like it's completely empty. Oh, I love the Photoshop where it says visually visually altered on the bottom. Yeah, but they like totally they'll make a whole new like, room out. But of you it. can't make a new room. You're not supposed to like make a new room out of it. But I saw one where literally right, the they said is, this is what it could be if you put like hundreds of. Okay, I guess I guess I guess if you disclose that, but you you can't. Do like, I need to show people what they're buying? Guys, self-explanatory. Like, well, I don't know about would that. Would you I buy think a house if market, you went online and you don't expect them to pay you for it? I remember. I hey, or get top tip. dollar. I did a, I yeah. did a Noel's tip where it, there was some um, uh, 87 or 88 percent of buyers go online and look at pictures before they ask their realtor to see it. But if you have a gorgeous front picture no. and you're in a hot market, let's say you have a town with. 3,000 houses. You're going to lose a ton of buyers. 10 yeah, homes, no. and you only show the fun picture. They're gonna, people are going to say, what's wrong with the inside? People ask me that showing. all the time. They say, yep. they ask me exactly that. Why can't I see any, do you have any more photos of the inside? Why aren't there any photos of the inside? And then they're yeah. kind of hesitant about it. If you can see it, like that's why virtual staging is, is huge. If you can put furniture in, even if you have to remove clutter, there's companies, and it's not that expensive. There's companies you can pay, your realtor will take care of it, whatever it is that will clean up the space and make it show beautifully online. And then if you know it's a, a mess and you you remove clutter on online or whatever it might be and somebody else is going to see it, you can just give them a heads up. Hey, just so you know, this is what I did just so you can see what it looked like so they're not shocked when they walk in there and it's piled That's you know, what this seven boxes did. high. They, they, they told us when we walked in, this is what it could look like if you wanted it to. And I if was you like, were not a filthy hoarder, this is what the house could look like. <laughs> so if you're just a and private if you had a good person. contractor, so if, if not, here's the dump that exists. <laughs> How much are you going to pay me for this crap hole? So if That's you're really just what a you're private person. No, you're just a private person. Let's say you have an amazing art collection and you don't want the world to see it. Take or let's down. say you have those artistic nudes and you don't want them online. Why, why? Don't post it. Don't, don't, don't expect people to be lined up to be like, yo, I really want to buy this house because it's a mystery. You're taking away from the amount of people who are going to look at it because when you're searching online and you're looking through Zillow and you're looking through all of those truly or whatever, you're looking at the pictures. That's what you want to see. That's what's getting. What is it? 90 percent of people. Yeah. Start their search seven. online. Yeah. What was Wait, it? Hot and heaven. Seven. I feel like heaven would be like climate hot control. Hot and heavy. Oh. Hot and heavy. <laughs> <laughs> Over you. You're looking at pictures and that's what gets you like going. You know what I mean? Guys, well, the, the pictures get you going. Now we know what Jocelyn Norwin, not Lenore, Noel went and saw. Hey, guys, uh, are there any other questions that uh, you, the viewers right now, have that I can make fun of? Please present them. <laughs> All right. well, I can tell you that Eric agrees with you that these are the most stupid. Well, Eric, this Eric, agrees with you that this Eric, they should just give you your real estate stupid. license. So again, again, these are the top 15 Real estate questions you've been afraid to ask your realtor. Maybe you're afraid because some of them are a little stupid. In conclusion, you have a very high chance of success in real estate because this is the demographic of people you're dealing with. Good luck. No question is ever a bad question here at the Remix. I don't know how I feel about what you said. Put it in your comments. Don't forget to subscribe and um, like. We'll see you on the next one. Comments. You build it, you can own it. Don't hold me off. Thank you guys.